boys, we're back. Hey, party hey. three. How we doing? <laughs> Chris, how have you been? Good. How are you, boys? It's good to see you. Good to see you. It's good to have you back at the table with us. Yeah. Feels feels right again. Feels right. Yeah. Because when it's just me and Dan for two weeks in a row, I was like, man, I don't know if I want to do this for another week. <laughs> you can get a little dicey, you know. Yeah. There's there's no there's not always a balance. We need a, we need a balance, and it's uh, a well balanced breakfast this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Well, boys, first question. Um, what makes you irrationally mad? Like something that is so stupid that you're just like, why does this make me so angry? It's so dumb that it makes you angry, but you're just like, it just makes you angry. I'll give you mine. I'll let you guys yeah. think about this. Okay. There are two of them. Polos. Make me angry. <laughs> I don't know why they make me so angry, uh, but I truly hate polos. People always ask you to wear them. It's like known as just being the business casual thing. And people just say, wear a polo. And I hate polos. There was a time where I wore polos all the time. Now I try so hard not to wear them and they make me mad. Polos are one. The second one, Apple watches. I hate when people wear Apple watches with nice clothes. Any other clothes, great. I understand you've paid $500 for the watch, but guys, stop wearing them with suits. But it just, it drives me nuts. Amen to both of those, brother. I'm with you on the polos thing. I was, you know, we grew up in the era where 2000s polos were that was the thing, but now I stray as far away from them as I can only like when I'm golfing is where I'm uncomfortable in a polo. Um, two things for me. I mean, one is it's not, it's not strange, but I, I get probably more mad than most people in traffic when I'm running late to do a podcast or something or on my way to work. And I, it drives me so up a wall. Like I get so angry when there is traffic, when I'm not, I don't want it or need it or I'm expecting it most certainly. So that one kind of takes me over the edge. The other one, maybe a little bit more weird is um, food on the floor, like food on the kitchen floor. Like that drives me nuts. And my wife is a phenomenal cook, if you will. She's just a little messy and she admits to it and she doesn't care. And it drives me crazy when there is food, chops of food, pieces here and there on the floor, um, particularly things like pieces of onion, which just wet, stinky, things like that, garlic. It just, yeah, that that's probably the bigger one. Don't come over to my house then. That's all I got to say. Cause uh, <laughs> the, the cleanup of the floor at my house could like feed a starving family every day. It's unbelievable <laughs> how much food ends up on the floor. Um, so yeah, I got, I guess a couple things come to mind for me. One of which is like just professionally, uh, 
I, I find myself wrapped up in just the stupidest conversations about like fitness stuff and weight. Like, like there's science that tells us how to lose weight. Your detox tea didn't make you lose weight. Like, shut up. It's just the, it's just the stupidest shit ever. Okay. Um, your gut doesn't need reset. You need to stop eating Snickers bars with every meal. Okay. Um, the other <laughs> one that came to mind, and I feel like there are a lot more of these, but like what came to mind quickly was how people don't use a turn signal and how that may be the single easiest thing to do when you're driving. Like, you have your two hands, 10 and two, although I think now they say a little bit lower, but you got your hands here. The turn signal's literally right here. You don't even have to take your hand off of the wheel. You can like just pinky, you know, pinky it up, mm -hmm. pinky it down and keep driving, but people don't do it. And for the life of me, I can't understand why it is the single smallest courtesy that you could give people on the road. And I feel like half of drivers don't do it. And that makes me irrationally angry that's a great one i feel like and i feel like even with people that use turn signals they don't use them quick enough like as they're turning they're it's not for your car you're not letting your car know hey turning left here real quick just need a quick heads up people behind you need a little bit more heads up from that our dear friends and my, some of my family that live in ohio we are talking about you that state is known <laughs> the entire state Known for known turn, no turn signals. And it's garbage. It is. <laughs> you know what bugs me about that is uh, people who come to a full stop to make a left turn when there's no stop sign and like they don't mm -hmm. have to, there's no traffic coming on the left side and they just, all you got to do is you roll into the turn. That's all you, you just, you just go right into the turn. But instead they full stop and then turn. And it's not an yeah. old person all the time. It's not like it's a teenager all the time or someone learning how to drive. It's just normal ass person. And it bugs the crap out of me every time. <laughs> just bunch like, of NAPs, normal ass people. Normal ass people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't know how to make a left turn. <laughs> NAPs. Good God. Well, boys, welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. It's Dee, Dee out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. Today on the show, we are going to be talking sitcom dads. I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. And what's, um, what are we saying? What songs make you immediately think of a movie? That's it, right, Chris? That's it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Bam. Love it. Also, what we're listening to and beer we're drinking and lots of things. Uh, Dan, let everybody know where they can find The Brunch Breakdown. Everywhere. Find The Brunch Breakdown anywhere that you can find podcasts. Anywhere you can find them, search at Brunch search brunch Breakdown. Each and every Wednesday, new episode comes your way. Hit follow, hit subscribe. Let those episodes come to you. Don't come chasing and looking for us to tweet and post on Facebook and stuff like that. Hit follow, hit subscribe. Let the episodes come to you so they're ready and available whenever you'd like to listen. Full video episodes also available every Wednesday on our YouTube page and our Facebook page. They premiere noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on demand. Anytime you want to watch after that as well. Of course, we're everywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, whatever, at Brunch Breakdown, <laughs> everywhere there too. And the double stuffed version of The Sounds of Brunch, two weeks full each and every Friday exclusively on Spotify. 
Beautiful. Well, let's get random topics off our t- chest now. And since Chris wasn't here for two weeks, what's happening? All what's on your mind, Chris? It's been forever. Uh, I just have a pressing question for you guys. If you could have any accent, what accent would it be and why? And I'll, I'll tell you mine first, uh, because I think I would choose the Irish accent. I think not a lot of people have the Irish accent, but there's something endearing about it. It's like kind of aggressive, kind of relaxed, but at the same time, kind of interesting. And uh, I like it because of its novelty. There's just not a ton of people out there with Irish accents. I was thinking about other accents and like the English accent, I feel like is the most common or the most popular or the one maybe you notice or hear the most. Um, So I pushed that one to the side. I thought Australian's cool, but like it sounds a lot like the English accent in a lot of cases. So I pushed that one to the side and I don't know, I landed on Irish and then I was curious what accents you guys would choose and why? Uh, in Brazil, they speak Portuguese. And I just want to be able to fight with someone, like argue with someone in Portuguese, because I think it sounds cool <laughs> when they're yelling at each other. Because um, I watch a lot of 90 Day Fiance, and a lot of the times there's someone from Brazil or someone who speaks Portuguese. And when they are fighting back and forth in Portuguese, it just sounds like so much fun. It really does. It's not even like, it's like, wow, you guys are so angry, but this sounds so cool. So Portuguese. All right. Interesting. Um, My first thought went to Australian because like you said, Chris, I think it's cool. And you're right. It does sound a little bit like the English accent. It's a little bit more cash though. I think it's fun. So I kind of lean there, but as I thought a little bit more about it, I think I'm going French. I think if I had the French accent, in my early 20s, be cleaning up, be cleaning up, I think. <laughs> All right. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I think that's just a very powerful tool. It's a weapon, if you will, the French accent. So I think I'd go with that one. All right. <laughs> Maybe one of these days we can do an episode in all of our favorite accents and we can see how that works. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I can't do the Irish accent. I, I cannot. I absolutely cannot do it. Um, but yeah, thank you for participating in my experiment. Well, if you like the Irish accent, Chris, you should watch a show on Netflix called Dairy Girls. It is literally the funniest show on anything. Streaming services, TV, whatever you want to call it. It's the funniest show in the world. There's two seasons. Final season is coming out soon but it's hysterical, but it's wow. about Irish girl. It's about an Irish family and it's just hilarious. As uh, one of Wisconsin's two true sons, that sounds like a show that I should be watching dairy girls. Yeah. And then maybe me and Giannis can have the spinoff of dairy boys. <laughs> we go up to Wisconsin for a couple of weeks. We can film. Oh my God. I, should this be my, no, it shouldn't be get off my chest. We all have a movie we have to watch soon. You just mentioned Giannis. We have to watch this movie that's coming out that looks terrible. It looks awful. Yeah. Like really, really bad. And Giannis has like a crazy good story. Like if you watch any, any like mini doc that's on Giannis, it's like, it's amazing. His story. But this, it deserved more than like a Disney Channel original movie. That's, but we'll, 
but when it comes out, and I think it comes, it comes out soon. I know that it might come out this weekend. It comes out soon, but we have to put that on our list of things to watch for because Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, Dan, get it off your chest. Well, uh, good for you, Chris. Out of basically three weeks since we've last talked to you, you didn't have a lot to really get off your chest. So that's a, I guess that's a good thing is that you were more curious about our chests. Uh, so <laughs> that's what it is. My curiosity. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine's going to be a little different this week as well. Um, boys, this is the nation's first and only cross country pop culture podcast, right? And that's right. what we are here to do. And the reason it's called the brunch breakdown is because it's essentially things that we find ourselves talking about around the brunch table. It's like, if you're having brunch with us, these are the type of conversations that take place. Unfortunately, we can't do that in person like we used to when we all lived in the same city. Thanks, However, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Didi. laughs> um, however, we have dropped the ball a bit. And what I want to get off my chest is that we really haven't talked brunch in quite a while. We haven't touched brunch. We still talk brunch on this podcast, not exclusively, but we do talk brunch on this podcast. So what I would like to do today, gentlemen, is briefly talk about brunch on this podcast and the most recent brunch that I had this past weekend because it was wonderful, delightful, amazing. Uh, Strange Roots Brewing Company in Pittsburgh has a kitchen that's a collaboration with another business called the Pittsburgh Sandwich Society. So they operate their kitchen in their brewery and they do brunch once a month. And when they do, they go all out. They go all out. And the brunch I had this past weekend was an incredible sandwich. They called it the powdered toast man. It was a deep fried chicken thigh, cream cheese, strawberry jam, maple syrup on a powdered sugar French toast sandwich, two thick slices of French toast. Yeah, this I need you to say I, massive. I need you to say this one more time. <laughs> a little slower for you. Yeah, like I need, you, I need this to like go all of it in my head at the same time. Okay. I'm pretty sure I got you, but like I'm trying to do it again. Let me go inside out here. Let's go the other <laughs> way around. So two slices of French toast. And then on the inside, we've got a fried chicken thigh with cream cheese, strawberry jam, and a little drizzle of maple syrup. And I looked at this thing and I'm like, how, why, and how? But I had to try it. I had to try it. <laughs> Damn, this thing was good. Oh man, this was absolutely incredible. Um, a huge massive sandwich. I literally didn't eat until I had it at like 11 AM and didn't eat until 7 30 PM that night, but it was well worth stuffing myself for. Cause it was that damn good. And to go with it, they had a beer pairing called the breakfast bomb. It was volume two. It was a Nutella and hazelnut Imperial stout aged in three year old bourbon barrels conditioned on Nutella and toasted hazelnuts. And it was perfection absolutely a perfect beer and it was paired so well together so that was my story of brunch i see you both have questions and comments and concerns so happy to take those right now so for me it's just selfishly like 
I don't know, you guys follow me on social media, you know, I'm in a cut right now. And like what you described alone is probably more calories than I'm able to eat in a day. So this is sure. like torture. I will say from my own experience, cream cheese makes everything taste good. Yep. Yes. Yes. And it certainly that, was the enhancement. Yeah. That sounds like a weird combination of things, but then when you were like, but there's cream cheese in there, I was like, all right, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Why is that? Why is it that cream cheese just like, you can just throw cream cheese on anything and every recipe has cream cheese. And sometimes you don't even taste the cream cheese, Yeah, but it all just like works out. Like, I feel like every crock pot, meal that i make yeah you throw cream cheese in at the, like the end of like yeah. the last hour and i'm like okay because <laughs> it like works on like this weird sweet savory level i think i think it's so versatile that way right it just works because it works with the chicken but it also works like with the strawberry jam like cream cheese and strawberries like that goes hand in hand but yeah when you're making buffalo chicken dip you got to throw the cream cheese in there it works there too it's amazing it needs to be just a regular condiment on the brunch table. Cream cheese, low cream cheese. We we need to make some torp, some type of like power ranking of like because so a long time ago we did a cheese bracket and mozzarella one because it's the most versatile cheese. But now I'm like, is cream cheese the most versatile cheese? What are the most <laughs> versatile foods on the planet? Cream cheese has got to be up there. Yeah, cream cheese is definitely the most versatile cheese. Is it a cheese or is it like a cheese adjacent? That's true. Because I don't think of it as cheese because of the way that it is. It's like, you know, it's like butter. It's like, yeah. You know, you like cut it. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it was an incredible brunch. Shouts to the Pittsburgh Sandwich Society and uh, Strange Roots Brewing. And uh, boys, I'm glad I could share a little brunch story with you, which we haven't done quite a while on this podcast it was worth every calorie let me tell you that (laughs) made for a wonderful nap in the afternoon too (laughs) all right boys uh news of the week uh roe v wade overturned a lot of people were very angry as they should be a lot of women are angry and as they definitely should be and i couldn't help but think about this right like and dan you will fight. You will find this out one of these days. And we've talked about this on this podcast about how worthless dudes are when it comes to having a baby. Like worthless. Like literally, we are there at conception. So two seconds, we're there. Then for nine months, <laughs> the woman has, stretches her body out, carries this baby, and then they rip her open or cut her open and take the baby out. And then she has to recover from that. We do nothing, literally nothing the whole time that's happening. So when I see that, like all these men are the ones that overturn this, it makes no sense to me. Like, and it's not that women should overturn it, but it just makes it even, this makes less sense that a man at all has any say on what a woman does with her body because we have no idea what it's like to be pregnant. And I've thought this my whole life, but like now after having two kids, I'm like, wow, like 
we really have no say about anything. We have none. Like if a woman doesn't want to carry a baby, she doesn't have to. I'm sitting there like, I'm like watching. I'm just like, you love me and the fam and all that stuff. So you're doing this for us. But like, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. And it's, I, I, and you shouldn't have to apologize for that. And you should be allowed to. And this shit is just so freaking crazy. And I just am so angry about it. But yeah, had to get that off my chest because I'm just angry about it. Yeah, Amen it, to that, brother. It's uh, like, I, this is not a topic that I have followed they really ever until this happened. And so I've learned a lot uh, over the last however many days it's been. And like, I didn't know previously that if you have a miscarriage, like it's considered an abortion to get it out. And like, if you don't do that, the woman dies. And then like, well, I did know that like one in eight pregnancies on average end in miscarriage. So like, that's a 12 and a half percent chance that if you want to have a kid, your wife could die now. Like that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I guess like the good thing is that it's different from state to state. And like, now I'm trying to understand how, how that all works, but like, I don't know. Like, what are we doing? I'm with you. No idea. We, uh, we went and saw a, comedian over the weekend which was certainly needed after that news came out and you know he broached the topic but he did it in a in a clever way where he said it was a Felipe Esparza if everybody's ever seen him very very funny comedian go see him uh he says he thinks that when men are born they should automatically get a vasectomy and once they turn 18 they have to prove that they're a mature enough adult where they can get it reversed <laughs> but everybody was going crazy <laughs> and it was such a great way to put it and like you think about it and you're like actually yes that's exactly what should happen every male that's born snip snip you gotta earn that you're gonna have to earn that once you turn 18 you gotta prove that you're a mature enough uh male adult to get that reversed and uh go on with your life but it was uh it was a little bit of levity that everybody needed this weekend <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. It's just God, this whole thing. I just, I just, I, I just can't get over it. Like, I just don't understand. And I've seen things people say, like, "Oh yeah, man should have a say over this." And I'm like, we, we have freedom of speech here. Like, you're allowed to say, "No, I would like you not to have an abortion." But then, like, that's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you said it. That's all you. You said speak. it. You like, you, you it. were allowed to you, say it. We didn't you tell were you. Permitted to talk. speak. Yeah, you were permitted to speak. And that's it. It's just how worthless you are during that entire process. It's just insane. But well, if it wasn't for this topic, Didi, I think you would be going after the Tom Cruise stands that uh, kind of attacked us a bit from uh, last week's episode. I really thought you were going there, but obviously this is a much bigger issue. But holy cow, they came oh, off on that one. God. Oh, that's right. Top Gun drumline. Yeah. A lot of views on that post. Didn't expect that at all. A lot of comments. A lot of comments. A lot of Guess what, world? We understand Drumline came out after Top Gun. That's not what we were saying. Thank you for listening. This is the Brunch Breakdown. Chris, how did you get that off on my chest too? Chris, you had seen Top Gun, which is why we did it when you weren't here. 
Did you ever think of Drumline when you watch when you, you love Drumline? You ever think about Top Gun when you watch Drumline? No. No, and I'm still trying to like wrap my head around your comparison. I uh I, I'm I'm not gonna come at you like all the Tom Cruise fans, but I'm still tr- like if we're going that route, you understand how many movies have that plot line? Like there's a lot of other movies that have that like okay, insanely talented person becomes humbled only to return and achieve the greatness that he or she should achieve. Yeah, that's... So when I think of that plot line, the first person I go to is not Nick Cannon. I'm sorry. Like, it's just not... You should. You should. (laughs) I don't know why you don't. That's where my head goes. But credit to you. Now I've thought about it. <laughs> Screw you, Chris. What are you drinking? I don't care. Go. I'm drinking uh, lemonade. Oh, shouts to Beyonce. Yeah, <sighs> that's all. Dan, what are you drinking? <laughs> oh, wait, I'll go. Oh, yeah, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. Oh, remember he goes by Dan. You, he, <laughs> we had this discussion, too, while you were. Yeah, away. he loves being called Dan and reacts to it all the time. Yeah, I had questions about that too. Like, <laughs> that's what this episode should just be is you, us recapping the past weeks to Chris asking questions. <laughs> um, Didi, I remember because I, I've, I've, we have worked together in professional settings. I remember in the past people <laughs> calling you Dan in a work setting. And I just wanted to know how that made you feel inside when it would happen. Angry or confused? Just all depends. Because there have been people who called me Dan and like I had to respond, but it was always like, oh, they're talking to me. Oh, that's right. They're talking to me. Got to remind yourself. Because I went by Didi my whole life. So it's like a whole, Dan never came up when anyone talked about me. Like Dan is my dad. Like that's, that's my dad. That's not me. So I just never thought about that. Everyone called him that. <laughs> oh, I'm cutting that audio up. You are so screwed. <laughs> Damn it. It was a good Damn shirt too. My dad. <laughs> Print the t-shirts too, Dan. Print the t-shirts. <laughs> it, yeah. T-shirts for sure. That's why it's Dan.March, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> God, Dan is uh, my Daniel, dad. what are you drinking? <laughs> well, I have a Yara Hazy IPA. Cool can. Yara cool. is a mermaid. There's some long story on the side about warriors and hunters, and I don't know. It's boring. All I know is this beer is really good. <laughs> it's really not worth talking about. It's just like, it's a really good, it's a really good beer, but the story of the Yara mermaid is just, silly but anyways who's the brewer let's check the brewer is oh ogo pogo brewing i think that's how you say it ogo pogo dd did no homework he did no homework this week he's like i love this beer no i do love this it's super good it's got all of the things that i like in here it's got passion fruit in here it's great it's just a really good hazy IPA. Shouts to Ogo Pogo Brewing in California. Ogo Pogo. Okay. Ogo Pogo. Thanks for researching. 
Um, well, I'm glad I'm coming heavy to the table this week. We got to make up for a little bit of Ogo Pogo lemonade. Um, <laughs> 450 North, 450 North. We're back with them. These are the these are the uh, the smoothies, the smoothie beers, the smooth the sour smoothies, and we've got 450 North strawberry drank. That's right, boys. 450 North That's strawberry cool. drank. Uh, this is brewed with strawberry, banana, strawberry ice cream, and vanilla. That ice cream gives it that thickness. It is. It's like an amazing strawberry banana ice cream yogurt type of treat. It's thick. It's heavy. It's well balanced between the strawberry and the banana. But the 450 North strawberry drank. We got to come heavy today. Only a five three. Again, had to crack this before we popped on because uh, we don't need any of those bombs exploding live on the podcast. But it's delicious. It's nutritious. Strawberry drink. I love it. Well, cheers, boys. Cheers, indeed. I'm very bummed you didn't have a low-calorie beer, Chris. Not going to lie. I'm actually doing something called calorie cycling. You can learn about it on chrisgatesfitness.com. But in a nutshell, I am giving uh, myself the opportunity to have beers over the 4th of July by Uh, reducing calories during the week. hmm. I respect it. Thank you. I respect it. That's the sacrifice you need to make for 4th of July weekend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then you can eat fried chicken and French toast with cream cheese and strawberry jam. <laughs> Bring on the cream cheese, you have baby. To, I don't know how many days of cycling you're going to have to do for that. And I don't, you know, <laughs> calorie cycling, pedal cycling. It's going to have to be a lot <laughs> to earn those calories. <laughs> yeah. A lot of walking. A lot of walking on that pad, Chris. Extra walking. Right. You might have to walk. And if you walk and eat that sandwich at the same time, will it help? You know, I don't think that would help with my experience of eating that sandwich. So no, it wouldn't help. I'm not right. going to do that. You'd rather sit there and take them all in. And enjoy I, it. Yeah. I want to, I want to feel terrible about myself while I eat it and then take an afternoon nap with Dan. That's what, how I want it to work out. Okay. Love it. Not bad at it. Not bad at it. All right. Um, let's get into the main menu boys. Uh, sitcom dads. We saw a chart on the old Twitter that had pick which two sitcom dads are you keeping around on this chart is Tim Taylor, Danny Tanner, Uncle Phil, Carl Winslow, Al Bundy, and Dan Connor. Which two sitcom dads are you keeping around? Was this tough for you? I totally forgot we had a graphic. I'm trying to find it. Damn it, Chris. People watching. Oh. We share a lot of stuff on Twitter. Goodness gracious. We do. It was in a, it was in a text. It was in a text. It was in a text? Be, right. Yeah, make it easier for you to find. It's in a text. Thank you. Yeah. Damn um it, Chris. Yeah, this is like peak 90s TV. Yeah. It really is. The shows, the show of shows of all these. Um. Did Home any of these shows house. go into the 2000s? Ooh. Because I'm like, honestly, like, I, I mean, maybe they did like a little bit. Cause like, but I don't know if any of them did. Here we go. For those of you watching at home, there it is. There, no, there's, there's, six... there's no way any of these went into the 2000s. I don't think so. No. Cause you can't count 
Roseanne, or for some reason, as it's listed here, Rosanna, um, <laughs> coming back. <laughs> no, you can't pick. Coming no, not back. So that can't you count. Can't that. that can't no. count. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, this was very easy for me. Oh, that's all okay. I'll say to start. You asked the question, was this yeah. difficult? It was extremely easy for me. What about you two? Well, I have to be honest with you guys. I almost never watched Married with Children, and I very rarely watched Roseanne. I never watched Rosanna. Uh, <laughs> so Dan was my Dan is my dad, Rosanna. <laughs> so that kind of reduced the list from six to four. But I, I found Tim Taylor, Danny Tanner, Philip Banks, Carl Winslow. Really, it was three of them for me. Danny Tanner, Philip Banks, and Carl Winslow. Those were the three that that I had to debate within my own brain about. This just became more difficult for me because for some reason I read it as uh, keep four, cut two. So, no. uh, Didi, back to you. I have to... <laughs> what? No, it's a All big... of a sudden, yeah, this get more... Oh, boy. I don't yeah. know if you yeah. knew Not this, as easy but... As I thought. This is the brunch breakdown, and we are known for pick our two. pick twos. That's true. And even if this didn't say pick two, we were doing a pick two. Um, That's true. I should know better. But it was easy for me. Uh, okay. And not that I don't like all these shows, except for Roseanne, I like the least. But I have watched a lot of Roseanne because Roseanne was on like Nick at Night back in the day. And so I watched a lot of Roseanne like that. But it's Uncle Phil and Al Bundy for me. Wow. Those are the absolute two for me. Like Al Bundy, dude, Married with Children, it was the funniest show. And I also wasn't allowed to, I wasn't supposed to watch it. Like my mom would be like, you're never watching that show. You're not supposed to watch that show. And so it made me, and it was on Fox. So it wasn't like I had to like go like to HBO or go to like, you know, or something. It was just on TV. So it was like, I was able to watch it. And it just made me laugh all the time and just Al Bundy and uncle Phil. Wow. Uh, for me, I had the same rule about not being allowed to watch married with children. Cause it was like told it was like a trashy TV show. Yeah. And like the, the theme song made me think it was a trashy TV show. Like, so I avoided it and I never, I never knew it to be funny. So I didn't think it was funny. So he was out. Um, watched Roseanne a little bit, but probably i didn't really connect with it super well so dan connor's out so i've got the uh, fearsome foursome between tim taylor danny tanner carl winslow and philip banks and number one overall pick number one in your programs and in your hearts uh uncle phil philip banks no doubt about it i mean that's the easy pick he's easily number one taking out tim taylor um just doesn't seem didn't, was never a great husband just didn't seem <laughs> you know he was just always a pain to what's her name it just mrs taylor <laughs> mrs taylor can't remember her name now <laughs> anyways just didn't seem like all that supportive all the time always out in the garage fixing cars and stuff um so down to danny tanner carl winslow <sighs> chris who did you pick again <laughs> Well, I was down to three. I had Danny Tanner, Philip Banks, okay. and Carl Winslow, but I haven't I haven't revealed so my we're in two. the same. 
we're in the same bank there. Are you ready to reveal your two? I think so. Are you waiting for me to go right, first? Give it a go and then I'll... Yeah, I am. I'm going to make you go first because okay. I want to hear your explanation and then probably counter it. <laughs> <laughs> I went with Danny Tanner and Philip Banks um, because of like, they're, they're, they were both great sitcom dads, but they were both different. Philip Banks was a little more of the tough love. He was, he had the, the harder exterior, but there was a softness there. It just took a lot of time and a lot of plot lines and storylines for Will to actually experience some of that softness from Philip Banks. And I appreciated that. And then Danny Tanner, it's basically the opposite, man. That guy's a hugger. And I feel like you need that. You need that from a dad sometimes so i feel like i'm getting a nice dadness balance with danny tanner and philip banks those are good arguments good arguments i think i think i'm going philip banks and carl winslow um because uncle phil wasn't like purposely funny right yeah, he was stern. I mean, there were obviously laughable moments, but he was never the comedian. Danny Tanner was probably the least funny person on Full House. But Carl Winslow, look at the smile on my man's face on Lieutenant Carl Winslow. My man is out there in the streets fighting crime in the city of Chicago, and he still comes home and puts a smile it has to deal with Steve Urkel and still puts a smile on his family's face. So for that reason, I got to go Carl Winslow along with Philip Banks. There's a, there's a Carl Winslow quote that I still recite to this day. There's one episode where like Steve stresses him out so much that he has to go see like a doctor about it. And the doctors tells him to, to go, uh, what is it like? Three, two, one, one, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? And like when I get stressed, I say that to myself in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Love Carl. Love Carl. Oh, Carl, good to see you. <laughs> I can't wait till Olivia starts repeating that. <laughs> You'll be like... He's like, where'd your dad go? I don't know. He's just, he's upstairs going one, two, three. He's counting. Three, <laughs> Dad's counting again. He's counting again. Oh, man. That oh. was, that was tougher. That was tougher than I, than I was prepared for naturally, but um, there's good picks on there. <laughs> well, let's get into our next topic here. Chris, I'll let you take this one over. What made you think of this? Music that makes you think of movies or movies that make you think of music. Yeah, why don't you just let me describe it, Didi? Okay. Yeah, let's <laughs> go for it. Um, yeah, so I could tell you I'll reveal one of my songs because I had like this back-to-back scenario where I w- watched a movie and then there was a song in it, and then later I heard the song on the radio. Or no, 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 I'm sorry, it was the back, it was it was backwards. I heard the song on the radio. And thought of the movie. And then later that day, the movie was on TV. And I was like, oh, this is something. And then I started thinking more about this. Um, That movie was pitch perfect. You both know I love that movie. Um, And the song Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson is like one of the first songs in that movie. They all audition to that song. And so you hear it like over and over and over again at the very beginning of the movie. 
And I don't think of Kelly Clarkson when I hear that song. When I hear Since You Be Gone, I think of the way they sing it in Pitch Perfect. And then I started thinking, okay, are there other songs out there that like when you hear that song, you think of the movie primarily as opposed to like the band or artist that sang the song. So that's how this all came Mm. to be. I like that. And No Diggity is now a Pitch Perfect song to me. (laughs) That is in there. I don't think of... I don't think of Blackstreet when I when I think of No Diggity. I literally just think of acapella kids in an empty pool singing <laughs> No Diggity. That's it's funny that's you mentioned shame. that because that's honestly that's, that's not what I thought and that's not the song that I had in my head. But you mentioning Pitch Perfect, it's like no, like literally there are songs in that series of movies that have just been they were Pitch Perfect songs now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> That's kind of a shame. Um, the first one for me is, I mean, the song was written for the movie, but it was on the radio. It became a popular song. Um, so it is connected with it a little bit more directly, but my my heart will go on by Celine Dion and Titanic. I mean, it's just like right there. Iconic for the movie. One of the largest grossing movies of all time. So that's like instantly where my heart goes when I hear that song on (laughs) on (laughs) it was off but then it was on and now it's on yeah thank you so much what else you boys got what else are my obvious ones well the song when Chris sent us the text this morning the first thing that went through my head and I don't even know what this song is you guys probably do I have no idea what the song is but like it's like literally in my head just immediately starts playing Hey, 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 hey. I just thought of Breakfast Club. Breakfast like, Club. It's, it, like immediately. Oh, okay. Don't you forget about me. Like it's yeah. literally, it just started playing in my head immediately. It's like, I don't even yeah. know what that song is outside of the Breakfast Club. <laughs> Other than it's just <laughs> important to that movie. And it's like, you said that. And I swear it was like 0.5, like done like a google search like done in my head yeah that's a good one i feel like there's a lot of those probably with like that era of 80s movies i feel like 80s movies did that a lot like uh say anything had a i can't remember the song now but they whatever the song was where he was holding up the boom box like that was one there were a bunch of those um yeah that's a good one um it actually is odd that you mentioned that because what I mentioned last week when we were reviewing Top Gun was I could be a happy man if I die and never hear uh, take my breath away ever again. <laughs> so now forever for the rest of my life, that will make me think of Top Gun, unfortunately, that yeah. one. Yeah, they don't play that enough in that movie, do they? No, no, not nearly enough. Not nearly enough. You've lost that love and feeling, though. That one makes me think of that one, Top too. Gun. That's very true. That's um, very true. One that I think of, relatively popular song, Queen's We Will Rock You, I think of Mighty Ducks 2. Mm. We will quack you. Right? <laughs> exactly. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Another reason it, why I don't take Queen seriously, by the way. It, it's just, 
it, like it, it when people get angry about that and i'm just like guys like i literally i know it is jock jams like you know what else ends that we are the champions ends mighty ducks too that's why am i how, that song is not real to me it's just not <laughs> it's like the queen's not real they don't make sense to me that's, that's it they're jock jams well, another Daniel Dudley special is my very next song. Um, it's more about the movie, though. Um, America the Beautiful from Ray Charles. The Sandlot is where I think of <laughs> oh that during God. the fireworks scene. Every time I hear that, I think of that movie, that scene. Um, Dee Dee, we know how much you love The Sandlot, so I'm sure you're feeling the same connection. Yeah, throw up. <laughs> That's what I feel. <laughs> uh, and, you know, to tie in the last week, uh songs that make me immediately blow me up shouts to jc chaze <laughs> the most underrated song of the, the, the new millennium every time yeah i think yeah. of drumline i think of jc chaze and blow me up with her love. so everybody knows that song it's always played on comedy central and every other cable station that there is very popular song but it makes me think Step Brothers, each and every time, Vampire Weekend. It's a good one. Nice. That is that is a really good one. I feel like, I mean, like the Pitch Perfect songs that came out of nowhere. There's a newer movie that always makes me think. There's um, Crazy Rich Asians. That is like one of my favorite like rewatchable movies. I watch it all the time now. And there's this song that comes on and it's the credit song of that. And I oh. always remember it just because Siobhan falls asleep to that movie all the time. <laughs> and so any, so like I'll be out watching, I don't know, like, I don't know, boxing or some sport or something like that. I'll be watching something and I'll come in and it's like this Miguel song that's really good that like no one knows because it's just the credit song for the soundtrack. <laughs> and it's amazing. And it's called Good Time. And it's just so freaking good. Okay. It's a good one. That's a good Chris one. Chris is back. Chris is back. Hey. Hey. Sorry, we lost you there for a, a second, bud. Welcome back. Um, the only one you, you, uh, you missed was, uh, I, I picked a punk by vampire weekend from Step Brothers, the beginning song, the opening credits to Step Brothers, which everybody knows nice. super nice. well. Cause it's on TV all the time. What else, uh, what else you got, Chris? You got any others? Uh, yeah. So, you know, that Al city song, see you again. again. That makes me think of wreck it Ralph. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I like that one. Um, I, I, I have. I, you you don't know that movie. I don't. No. I feel like that's okay though, as an as somebody that's not a parent. I'm so, I'm hoping that's why the two of you know that movie. I know it from uh, the radio Disney days. That's fair. Yeah, I think it's pretty. It's like I don't want to call it old, but it's been around for a little while. A little yes, older. my daughter likes watching it now. Okay. Okay. Um, I have two others. Real quick, uh, <laughs> this guy is an old song with these eyes in Super Bad. I think of Michael Sarah when he's like in the room, these eyes cry every <laughs> night for you. Okay. Uh, I think it's Super Bad. And then um, Live Your Life, T.I. and Rihanna makes me think of The Hangover. Okay. I got you. Yeah. 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 Like that. Yeah. Those are good ones. Those yeah. are good ones. It's funny. There's like um, that kiss me song. Kiss me. She takes me right. She's all that. I don't even I don't even know if I've heard that song outside of that movie. And if I did, 
I would just think of she's all that. But yeah. every time that's, I think of she's all that, that just plays in my head. Yeah. Oh, that song sucks. Um, last couple <laughs> ones that I have. Um, now this first one, you don't really hear anywhere anymore. You, you don't, but when sure. I hear it automatically goes to office space. And of course that's Dana feels good to be a gangsta by ghetto boys. <laughs> I mean, right there, an iconic <laughs> scene. Great song, great scene, great, really amazing movie, underrated movie, believe it or not, uh, Office Space. Uh, Kiss from a Rose by Seal, Batman Forever. I don't know why. I know it was popular when the movie came out, but still to this day, it makes me think of Batman. That song, hearing that song makes me think of Batman. And the last one, a little bit of a holiday special here. Brenda Lee's Rocking Around the Christmas Christmas Tree automatically home alone the scene where <laughs> kevin's doing the fake party in the house and the windows automatically 100 percent of the time every time even though it's a christmas song it's always to that movie it makes me think of it every time so those are the ones i had i like it well this was a fun topic and yeah, i didn't think there'd I be want, so many i didn't think they're like it just once you start thinking about it, it just keeps happening yeah, because it's like, because it, it is, it's different because it's not like, oh, well, I hear Grease Lightning, I think of Grease. It's like not stupid shit like that, you know what I mean? So it's a little bit of thought into it. So I like it. I like how that, that topic played out. All right, well, let's get into what we're listening to. Chris, what are you listening to, man? I will tell you what I'm listening to. Uh, the first one on my list is Luke Combs put out a brand new album. And Dan, I can see, is really happy about it. Dan's gone. Um, there's a song on it. Didi, I'm actually interested to talk to you about this because you actually, I think about this a lot when I listen to his music. You, I remember when you interviewed him, asked him about like his songwriting process and like making you feel like you're like part of the story that mm -hmm. he's telling. And I feel like his album is full of that. And it's really, really good. There's a song, Used to Wish I Was, I uh, like it a lot because it's like him basically thinking back on like what he used to wish he wanted to be when he grew up and like comparing it to what he is. And now he's like, yeah, I'm actually glad I didn't go down that route. Uh, and I don't know. I can think about that, too. So that's my first song. Dan, welcome back. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I just had to walk away. You just ripped off the Band-Aid real rough with that. Well, you didn't even warm us up with a. Uh, with we, a pop punk did I steal throwback. Yours? You, you yeah, were going to put that one on there, weren't you? We've been country free Sorry, for a couple of weeks and I, the streak is over. So I just got a little frustrated there. Um, um, uh, hold on. I'm um, breaking. Um, so Dan's wife just sent me a text because uh -oh. I told her, I was like, Dan said you're a messy cook and you leave food on the floor all the time. Thoughts? Thank you. She said is he is well. the most. He said he is the most dramatic human. He is the messy one. He has one thousand. He has ten thousand papers everywhere all the time. And tell him if he doesn't stop hating, I'm gonna air his story about the old pizzas when we met. <laughs> and on oh, that note, awesome. Because I'm gonna find out this pizza story at some point. Uh, yeah. I'm going with more country for my friend Dan. Oh, get out of here. 
Down Home by Jimmy Allen. Just put out his new Ooh, album. Original, original title. Just put out his uh, album, Down Home. And I went to his album release party. And it was super awesome watching him perform some of these new songs. And Down Home really sounds just like crazy good live. So Down Home, Jimmy Allen. Check out his album, Tulip Drive. Super good. More country, Dan. Awesome. I have more country. And then once we're done here, I got to go explain why I think my wife is messy to her. Um, Yeah, I leave papers everywhere. I do because I don't work from home. So I need to leave them out because I'm not, don't have time to get organized. Uh, First one for me, Two Door Cinema Club. Uh, First music out in a while uh, from this group. And they're like alt pop masters. They, They really are really good with the dancey tracks in this new one called Wonderful Life is dancy it's uh it's a head bopper they've got a new album coming out this fall first time in a couple of years so glad to have two door cinema club back with their new song wonderful life which is what i have with a messy wife <laughs> until until you walk downstairs dan until i walk downstairs changes. yeah Can't wait. you're welcome yeah. you're welcome thank you for that i'll keep that in mind <laughs> um my second one my next two are going to be throwbacks um it's been a weird couple of weeks uh, since I've been on the podcast and I've just needed like some extra energy. I found myself rather drained. And so when I'm down in the pit trying to get my workouts in, I just noticed, man, like I'm, I need, I need to pick me up. I got to get something to inject some energy into my veins. Went back and listened to one of my favorite albums of all time from a band called hit the lights, uh, their album. This is a stick up. Don't make it a murder. The first song on that, album call out you are the dishes if you know how that song starts and how that album begins and could recite it word for word word for word today you and i are probably best friends so i'm gonna put that song on the playlist this week one of my favorites and it uh i don't know it's fun to go back and listen to albums like that every once in a while i enjoyed it i was really hoping you were gonna say something like sweet but psycho (laughs) And I just thought you were going to name some like crazy dance track that just gets you going every time. Uh, But La Bouche, let's go. All right. Uh, There is this uh, independent rapper. His name is La Russell. And I just found out about him recently. And I am obsessed with everything about this guy. So um, listen to God Flow is what I'm putting on the playlist. And I'm not going to say any more. But if you like it, you will end up going on a YouTube wormhole or Instagram wormhole with this kid and it's and it's fascinating stuff. So check it out. Deep stuff. I love it. Um, guys, All Time Low, you know, I'm a big fan of All Time Low. They released a cover of Blinding Lights by the weekend. And I liked it way more than I thought I would. Um, because even though I love All Time Low, I thought like, mm, this isn't a good idea. Uh, but you know what? It's different, but they don't take such a huge left turn on the song. We talked about the right way to cover songs in the past. I think this respects the song enough, um, but it's just different because it's a completely different style and things like that. So Blinding Lights by All Time Low. Check it out. Thanks. All right. Uh, The last one I have is from a band called I Call Fives. They put an album out in 2008 called first things first. And there's a song on there uh, called my last mistake. 
Um, again, it's just another one, another album in general that has a lot of energy to it. And one of my throwback favorites. So we'll throw that on there this week. Um, I don't think any of us have put this on the playlist, but uh, the Calvin Harris, Dua Lipa, Young Thug song, the Young Thug song, Potion, uh, that is on Calvin Harris's Funk Wave Bounce, whatever the hell that's just called, Volume Two or Three, whatever the hell. We've wanted that album for like five years, and he's <laughs> finally giving it to us. Uh, song's really good, but of note, Young Thug's on there with a great verse, and he's gonna be in jail maybe for the rest of his life. So, anyways. <laughs> This song's great, and uh, it's crazy that Young Thug is like on the radio with this song right now when he's literally just listening to it in jail. And uh, it's a song about sex, and it's a big hit, and he's in jail. So it is good luck. It's a good song, and it's a good song. <laughs> good, it is good luck going out with a banger. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> uh, last one for me. Last one for this week. Peach Tree Rascals. Uh, these you, I put them on a playlist. It's been a couple of years, honestly, but you know, these dudes mash genres and styles like nobody else can. And I don't mean like each song is necessarily it. Well, each song is like kind of dynamic on its own. Not necessarily every song is mashed up styles together. They can just hit different genres from song to song, whether it's pop or hip hop or alt rock or indie pop, they can kind of do it all. So they released a song last week called Good Advice. And I mean, all their songs are bops. And this is just like a perfect summer bop. It'll get your head bouncing around, windows down, summer, just summer night jam. So good advice from Peach Tree Rascals. Love it. Well, boys, that is what we're listening to. Everybody, go check out the playlist on Spotify, updated every Friday. Sure. or whenever we get to it but it's yeah. got double the jams now so definitely That's check right. it out double stuff well boys uh any final thoughts on the brunch breakdown before we get out of here uh, no Man. from no from chris um keep eating brunch people and don't worry about the calories worry about them later wow That's cycle the good. calories chris- cycle the calories for the french toast stuffed fried chicken sandwich Cycle ChrisGatesFitness.com. <laughs> and we are out of here. <laughs> Peace.